Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with CPA Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about what are the tax implications of owning investments through my business and how much cash should a business owner keep on hand in the business. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of the Ask Philip podcast. Here with Allison again, talking about uh, taxes and business finance. What's going on, Allison? No, not too much. I can't believe it's. Uh, gosh, we're almost what two weeks from the you know, Christmas season, and it seems like December always flies by. Doing tax planning and last minute this, you know, getting ready for everything and year in. So it's been a great week. And today we're going to talk about. Uh, holding investments in your business. Cause I have, you know, I've had, I have a few clients that carry high cash balances in their, uh, you know, in their business and they, you know, and we all know cash is just not paying anything. Mm-hmm. And so a question that comes up often is, Hey, should I, should I own investments, you know, inside of my business? And, and as always, like it depends, right. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but what I want to cover like is like the tax implications of owning assets, you know, investments in your business uh, so that, you know, at least that input people can be fully aware of the decision making around that. Right. So to your point, it, it you absolutely can do it. If your business has cash and, and like you say, you're, it's sitting around not earning anything, absolutely invest it. Um, but just, you know, keep in mind, what is your goal for it, the investing? Are you looking to hold it, say, to maybe buy, invest in a piece of capital equipment later down the line? Um, are you looking just to hold it, just to make sure you have cash on hand to be able to earn money on hand to support the business should you need it? But there are tax implications if you move the your cash into investment, an investment vehicle like stocks, bonds. I don't even, you know. The whole host cryptocurrency, the whole host goes on. If you hold on to it and you earn, like, say, dividends, your business earns dividends or whatever on the investments, um, you will have to pay income tax and report it as such and pay income tax on it um, when, you know, at the end of the year. If you sell it, sell the investment, yes, there will be a capital gain or loss, depending on how the uh, transaction, what the result from the transaction was, you'll have to report that as a taxable event. Um, but I think we were talking too, um, if if you were looking, you as an individual just want to put it into an LLC, thinking that maybe you you can put a bunch of expenses against it, that isn't going to necessarily work. You, you as the sole member of the LLC will still have to report the investment transactions on your individual return. So just keep that in mind as to why you want to invest the money through your business. Yeah. So, th- so there's no real tax implications either way of owning it in the business or personally. And and, it, and, 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 and I always talk about the, and this is the attorney's expertise, but the extra liability of owning in the business, like, well, Hey, if you I say, yeah, you don't have a, you don't have a tax benefit, but I was like, uh, if your business go under, goes under, those investments go under with the business, you know, exactly, versus, <laughs> you exactly. Know. Uh, so, you know, but like you said, if it's if it's investments for long term for the business, 
then that's that's a good decision making point. Uh, well, I was going to ask a follow up question on uh, holding investments for the business. Does does the same rules apply for LLCs, S corps, and C corps, or are there different nuances depending on the structure of the business? I think again, it goes back to if you're what's the purpose and intent of why you're investing. Mm-hmm. If it's really for your business to be able to have funds later on down the line, yes, it's it, it's still going to be treated as a Overall, it's still treated as a capital gain, but it's just where it would be reported. So if you're doing it on the as a business, it gets reported on your business return. If you are a single member LLC, the gain, any investment transactions would roll through to, and have to be reported on your individual return. Got it. Assuming it was just a holding. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. And let, and let me clarify, because I think you might have used the CPA term, are you, when, you, when you say business, are you saying corporation? Because I know LLC and S Corp and C Corps are taxed differently. So when you say... Yes, you, yes, you are absolutely... Yes, you're right. Again, I think it really goes back to the intent of why you're holding it. So if you're yeah. if you are in the business, say I was, you know, my, my firm, I want to have, I have all this cash I want to invest and it's so that I can make some significant investment in you know, capital equipment. And I'm and I'm a C corp. Yeah, that would it would be reported at the business level, uh, or on the on the corporation's tax return. Even as an S corp, it would be reported as again depending upon why I'm using it. But if it's the LLC, which is considered from a tax perspective a disregarded entity, you'd still report it on your individual return. Okay, makes complete sense. Any other things that you think people ought to know? I mean, I think we covered it. This is a pretty simple question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm kind of thankful you picked a nice easy one today. Um, yeah, no, I think this one pretty much covers it all. It's, you know, again, well, I guess what it really boils down to, and I know you counsel your clients on this too, what's the purpose of why you're doing it? And right. Then, then it helps you figure out where it's going to be reported. That, make, that makes a ton of sense. Or let me, let me, let me ask one more question so we answer that one so quickly. And this, this is an on the spot question, but because this, I think this is a question behind the question for the business owners who are asking this question. And it's, how much cash should they keep ideally? Or a better question might be, how do they determine the decision-making process around cash? So for example, you know, I think a lot of businesses are growing, but they're like, I don't really, you know, I don't really know how much cash I should have, right? Because if I hire people or need capital equipment, uh, which I'm going to always need at some level, like how much cash should I keep to pay for that? How much should I expect out of increase in cash flow? Right? How much should I increase expect from borrowing? Like, how do they determine the the level of cash they should be holding? I was going to say, I'm glad you're asking this one because I bet I would be willing to bet not a lot of businesses even know how much cash they have on hand at the time. Um, but the rule of thumb would probably be three three months to six months. Um, some businesses will base it on, or business owners will base it on. Um, do they have uh, they want to have six months worth of cash to be able to cover their employees, you know, to be able to provide for payroll? Um, so you you really at a minimum you'd want to have three months to at least survive a potential downturn so that you can you know figure out how to re, you know recoup from all that. But three to six months is usually the amount of time. And what the best way to calculate that would be to look at all of your operating expenses. Um, and let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars. You know, includes rent and includes utilities and includes your payroll, payroll taxes. That is a hundred grand. Well, that times three is how much operating cash you should have on hand. 
if, if you assume three months. You got it. And, and, and I guess as you were talking in my brain, I was thinking in the in the new volatile world that we live in, when you have all these employees depending on you and the world is changing fast, I think that that may also be where maybe having some investments in your business might make sense because if you have the three months of cash, but then you say, but in the ideal world, I want to maybe have two or three years of cash flow where you probably don't want to keep that in cash. You probably want to put that somewhere where it's earning money. And so that's where the investment portfolio might come where you're like, if we really hit hard times, we're not losing, you know, we're still going to like grow the net worth of the business because Mm -hmm. it's earning interest, but we're not just keeping it all in cash. No, I would agree with that. Like it might be one of those, like you say, three months in a money market account, which obviously is going to earn nominal interest, but at least you have easy access to it. Maybe the next the next three months, which was be the six months, in like some kind of short term investment. And then or you know, cryptocurrency or whatever kind of investment you, you feel is you would feel most comfortable with that you'd have easy access to. And then if you like you say if you've got the two year goal. Put that in like stocks or some other kind of investment vehicle. Okay, that's that's good to know. These this is this is level of planning that people just I haven't heard podcasts talk about. So 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 you bring <laughs> you're bringing valuable information to the people. That to me is the fun part is talking about like the planning piece because you know again it it is amazing how many people don't really sit there and think how much cash do I have on hand. Everyone's so operating about the now, but if you just sit there and think. What's my what's my overall goal? That'll help. Yeah, well, and I and I think in a world where like if you if you if you talk to anybody who runs a business in a country where the monetary policy is not as stable as ours, they have to think about things like the money printing rate, and you know they 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 have to financialize their business and 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 be a as good of a treasury management manager as they are uh, a CEO. And I think moving forward, like that's going to be really, really important because if, you know, if, if they're printing money at a, the current rate is 10 to 15% a year and you have cash on your balance sheet, not earning that, then you're losing, your business is losing wealth at that rate every, Um, every single year. And, uh, and that's going to be, that that's not going to stop anytime soon. Just knowing what I know about economics, it can't stop. We have too right. much debt, and that's a whole episode. So, um, right. we got we got we got to start ro- ro- rotating these in more too, because cash flow management is going to be super duper 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 important. I, I think especially next year, because you know there is all the big concern about inflation, because the dollar is not worth the dollar right now. It's, yeah, it's it's harder to buy stuff or items for your business, knowing that inflation has kicked in. Right, right, and I, and I, and I like to. I started. I started using the term debasement over inflation, which is, which is, which is the same thing. But I think, I think when I say inflation, people think it can mean two different things. But debasement is what it is. It's the government making the value of the money worth less, which you know, which is, you know, just the nerd nuance. So, um, <laughs> That's why I like talking to you because I always love talking nerds. So, <laughs> well, let everybody know how they can reach you if uh, if they have any other uh, questions, thoughts, or concerns. Sure, um, you can go to my website. That's rifemartincpa.com, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com, and I'd love to talk to anyone who needs help, not just with tax, but like we're talking about cash flow issues or just overall operations of your business. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll enjoy your day. 
We'll talk you soon. too. Thanks again, Philip. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.